On behalf of Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. I'm Ed Peters. We continue today in Acts chapter 24, moving on to verses 10 through 21. Luke continues his account of Paul's trial before Felix. On our previous study, taken from verses 1 through 9, we were given the charges against Paul brought by the high priest and religious rulers from Jerusalem. The charges that they bring against Paul are that he is a mover of sedition, a leader of a rebellious sect, and that he has profaned the temple. Now, in today's verses, we are given Paul's defense. And here's what Luke writes. Now, it was Paul's turn. The governor motioned for him to rise and speak. Paul began, I know, sir, that you have been a judge of Jewish affairs for many years, and this gives me confidence as I make my defense. You can quickly discover that it was no more than 12 days ago that I arrived in Jerusalem to worship at the temple, and you will discover that I have never incited a riot in any synagogue or on the streets of any city. And these men certainly cannot prove the things that they have accused me of doing. But one thing I do confess, that I believe in the way of salvation, which they refer to as a sect. I follow that system of serving the God of our ancestors. I firmly believe in the Jewish law and everything written in the books of prophecy. And I believe, just as these men do, that there will be a resurrection of both the righteous and ungodly. Because of this, I try with all my strength to always maintain a clear conscience before God and man. After several years away, I returned to Jerusalem with money to aid the Jews and to offer a sacrifice to God. My accusers saw me in the temple as I was presenting my thank offering. I have shaved my head as their laws required, and there was no crowd around me and no rioting. But some Jews from Turkey were there, who ought to be here if they have anything against me. But look, ask these men right here what wrongdoing their counsel found in me, except that I said one thing I shouldn't when I shouted out, I am here before the council to defend myself for believing that the dead will rise again. Thank you. 
tells Felix that the real issue is the resurrection. The resurrection is the very heart of the gospel message. Christ died for our sins, was buried, and was raised again on the third day. In fact, Christianity is an arch supported by two pillars. One pillar is the death of Christ, and the other pillar is the resurrection of Christ. Without one or the other, the arch would fall. Now here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. Christianity is again on trial. That is nothing new. Paul is the spokesman. The scene takes place in Herod's palace in Caesarea, the capital of the province of Judea. The governor is Felix. The accusers, the Sanhedrin, represented by the chief priest himself. Their spokesman is a professional public orator, perhaps hired just for this occasion. The charges have been leveled. The charges are at best vague, exaggerated, and mostly false. Paul is accused of inciting riots all over the world. That's the civil charge. Religiously, he is accused of being a leader of a sect, not a part of the Jewish religion, and of desecrating the temple. Now Paul is given a chance to speak. Listen to his words of defense. Here they are as Luke records them in Acts 24, 10 and following. He speaks to Felix. I know that for a number of years you have been judge over this nation, so I gladly make my defense. You can easily verify that no more than 12 days ago I went up to Jerusalem to worship. My accusers did not find me arguing with anyone at the temple or stirring up a crowd in the synagogues or anywhere else in the city. And they cannot prove to you the charges that they are now making against me. However, I admit that I worship the God of our fathers as a follower of the way which they call a sect. I believe everything that agrees with the law and that is written in the prophets, and I have the same hope in God as these men, that there will be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. So I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and man. After an absence of several years, I came to Jerusalem to bring my people gifts for the poor and to present offerings. I was ceremonially clean when they found me in the temple courts doing this. There was no crowd with me, nor was I involved in any disturbance. But there are some Jews from the province of Asia who ought to be here before you and bring charges if they have anything against me. Or these who are here should state what crime they found in me when I stood before the Sanhedrin. Unless it was this one thing I shouted as I stood in their presence, it is concerning the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial before you today. That's Paul's answer to the chart. That's Paul's defense. Number one, he wasn't in Jerusalem long enough to instigate a riot, and he had no opportunity to do so. The last three days he had been incarcerated in the Antonia Fortress, that left only nine days. The fact of the matter was he had come to Jerusalem to celebrate the Feast of Pentecost and to bring to the poor believers the gift from the Gentiles abroad. It had been five years since his last brief visit to Jerusalem. He had done nothing objectionable to anyone during those nine days before his incarceration. He hadn't gathered a crowd around him, he had done nothing to provoke a riot anywhere in the city, 
He had not engaged in public debate, although legally he had a right to do so. Not one single charge of the accusers could be substantiated with evidence. In fact, Paul says, I went out of my way to stay out of trouble. But that's the way it is. Satan will find a way to attack the believer. They crucified Jesus, the most loving, least deserving of death person who ever lived. Jesus said to his disciples, they will hate you because they hated me. An ungodly world will never tolerate even the most loving, the most innocent believer. If it couldn't tolerate Christ, it will not tolerate any of his followers. Paul, innocent though he was, making every effort to stay out of trouble, was almost beaten to death and would have been ambushed and killed if God hadn't in his providence intervened. Paul further defended himself by pointing out to Felix that his accusers couldn't cite one single instance where he instigated a riot in the city, not one. That's what he had not done. Now, what had he done in Jerusalem? Had he done anything against the law of God or the Jews? He had worshipped the ancestral God of Israel in the regularly prescribed way, in full conformity with the law and the prophets. He had the same faith, even in the resurrection, as the biblical believers had. In fact, that is the only crime Paul can think of that he was guilty of. He had preached the resurrection, and that caused a stir in the Sanhedrin in Jerusalem. Here is Acts 24:15, the clearest statement from Paul about a resurrection for both righteous and unrighteous dead. Daniel wrote about both resurrections, too. Chapter 12, verse 2. So Paul had taught nothing out of line with the Old Testament. A resurrection for both believers and unbelievers was coming. What did this do for Paul? He says, I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and man. Spiritual matters and beliefs do motivate conduct. What we believe makes a difference in what we do. Paul believed in another dimension to which man who died would one day be raised. He believed that man would one day give an account before the Lord. So he said, I strive always to keep my conscience clear. The hope of the resurrection made Paul want to walk carefully with both God and man. He would, in his body, face his Lord one day. He would give an account. He wanted to face him with a clear conscience. So what Paul believed and taught was a completion of what God had begun in the Old Testament, including the resurrection of both the righteous and the unrighteous. It had its roots there. Far from being contrary to the Old Testament, what he taught was a logical completion of it. So Paul admitted that he was on trial for one thing and one thing only, and that was his belief in the resurrection. His last words to Felix were, It is concerning the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial before you today. Too late. I will meet you in the morning. 
Radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA. 